Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Listeners to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Oh my goodness. This is Wendy, and I am joined as always by Melissa. Right over there, you know, right across the continent. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> um, do not know what's up with the accent there. Anyway, uh, it came on me strong. What can I say? Uh, um, so, listeners, we are recording this while still in the height of the holiday season. So, uh, uh, any references to holidays, uh, if this goes up later, then uh, please forgive us, but uh, oh well, the holidays are great, and we could all use a little bit more time with them, so it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> How are you, Melissa? I am doing fine. I have a persistent cough, so I might sound a little off and possibly hack up a lung during the podcast, so that'll be exciting. But other than that, I'm doing all right. Okay, so it's just playing a little like... Uh, hot potato. No, what is not keep away anyway, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's being handed around, whatever it is. The respiratory illness for everybody. Yay! Either that or my lungs just decided to be asthmatic again, which you know happens. Uh, yeah. Anytime mm. I get sick, my lungs are like, let's really lean into that. Uh, it's oh, so yeah. much fun. Yeah. So much fun getting old. It happens once and then it, it, it happens every time after that. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Melissa. Yeah. Okay. My movie is holiday related. Is yours? If yours is not, then maybe we start with mine. Uh, mine is not, but could be. So you go ahead. Okay, Please. then. Okay, I can do that. Um, so my movie this week, I just discovered. Okay, so here's the story. Okay. Lori, Lori, Sweep Richardson, Richardson Sweep. Um who we love, came down to visit mm -hmm. for a long weekend in, uh, here in Austin. And while she was visiting, she was like, I want to watch this Hallmark movie I heard about because it's got Jim Cunningham in it. Jim Cunningham is uh, known in, uh, from Minnesota Res Renaissance Festival. He's a local actor mm. in the Twin Cities. She's like, it sounds like so much Christmas Hallmark schlock and I really want to watch it. Um, and it really was. It wasn't bad, actually. It was a sort of fun, it's a wonderful life, um, mm. retelling a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Very similar. Uh, and it had Rachel Lee Cook, uh, the oh, problem, nice. the, the, uh, the male leading, the male romantic character. Uh, there was something wrong with his face. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about that movie, which, by the way, is Rescuing Christmas. But because of that, mm. I had to sign up for the free trial to the Hallmark Channel through Prime. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, I get it for... <laughs> the humanity. I get it for a week. So I'm like, well, I'm going to... 
I'm going to soak up all of the really schlocky, like Hallmark, not Netflix, not Prime, Hallmark, (laughs) Hallmark Christmas movies. And one of the movies that suggested to me um, was kind of actually just great. It's called Hanukkah on Rye. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's shop around the corner, but Jewish delis. Yes. And it stars Jeremy Jordan. Of course. Of course it does. And I love Jeremy Jordan. I When I clicked on it, I did not even know it was Jeremy Jordan. And then suddenly he's <laughs> on my screen and I'm just like, this is magical. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it is directed by Peter DeLuise. It was made mm. in 2022. And... um. Obviously, both stars are very attractive, very likable, um, v- like very charismatic and engaging. Um, the concept is that both, so they, his family owns a deli in California where they'll serve anything. They just want people to feel at home. And her family owns one of the oldest delis on the Lower East Side in New York City, and they do traditional. And so mm. the West Coast Deli is like, we're going to branch out and we're going to open in New York. Why? We don't know. It's Bubby Grandma. It's Grandma's wish. She really wants. Okay. I don't know why. Who know? But we didn't. We never even lived in New York. Not like we when we came through Ellis Island, we passed through immediately and immediately came to California. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, mm. um, so he. But both. Both characters, their their bubula, their bubulas, their bubbas, their bubbies, mm. um, sign them up with the world's greatest matchmaker. Okay, of course, of course, makes, the, makes them promise. And the the way this matchmaker works is you get a you get a pseudonym and you write to each other. Okay, you're gonna get to know each other through writing. So to please their grandmas. They both start writing to each other. And of course, it's the female daughter of the traditional deli and the male son of the California deli. And they, of course. And they meet cute on their own and are kind of like, mm, okay, but also, mm, oh, but wait, you're from Zimmers? Oh, I'm mad at you. Oh, but I can't stay mad at you. But I've got this guy that my that my that um, that I'm writing to because of the matchmaker. Oh, no, what shall we do? Anyway, it all gets resolved as it as it should but it is actually like it was delightful i'm gonna just buy it so listeners uh, (laughs) if you don't have the hallmark channel which i am not recommending you do by any stretch of the (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination it's you can buy it off of apple tv for like four bucks and i actually recommend it it is a charming holiday movie with a nice different holiday, Hanukkah, um, some a great cast, a really pleasant script, and like it's just solid. Like it's just solid. It is a good holiday classic. So that is my movie this week, Hanukkah on Rye. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> I was actually talking last night about are there any really iconic Hanukkah movies? Not Really. I think this one but fits in, the bill. There, yeah, there, there, there are more being produced now, which is great because since the Christmas movie thing has become a thing in recent years, I feel like 
our our Jewish friends are starting to step up. <laughs> yeah. So now I need a Kwanzaa. I need an Eid. Right. That's mm-hmm. is that how it's pronounced? Eid. Aid. Eid. I'm not sure. Eid. 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 Um, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not that far in Arabic. And then we. Anyway. Then I desperately want a solstice a solstice Wiccan like holiday movie. I just think Ooh, it would yeah. be so fun, like a whole new agey fair like eat go magical in the same way that they go magical with Sa- like santa is real yeah i would love it if like yeah. there were real fairies and everything like oh, yeah gimme 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 i'm all over it i just i want all the holiday movies of every flavor um and as we have established i don't care how shitty they are <laughs> <laughs> Saturnalia, a Saturnalia movie. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> don't don't toy with me, Melissa. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, th- these aren't my picks, but I'm just running down. Uh, I too have been watching a couple of holiday movies, and as is tradition, you know, Die Hard, and also Die Hard Two, which is also a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, it is. And of course, Gremlins. My favorite, followed up by Gremlins 2, which makes no goddamn sense, but it's great. <laughs> Have you ever seen Gremlins 2? I think I saw it once. It's like, fucking I, like, I, bananas. I know I saw it once and went, what the hell? And I don't think I've ever seen it again. Now that I'm an adult and I have much greater appreciation for what the hell films, I should watch it again. It's kind of great. It's kind of great. And then, of course, um, I did follow up with It's a Wonderful Knife, as you had requested in our previous recording, which is delightful. That is a movie that is 100% what it is. It knows what it is and it just goes for it. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not high art, but it's fun. It's diverting. And uh, it's also a slasher fic. Yeah, I feel like it's sol- solidly in the slasher fic. Like, no slasher is high art. No slasher. Yeah. It, like, the best that can well, be said of a slasher. psycho. Mm, okay, yeah. But <laughs> sci- to me, psycho psycho transcends slasher. Like, to me, slasher, when well, I yeah. say slasher, is like Friday the 13th on. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that is when the tropes of the slasher were established. And mm. so, like... The best that you can say about a slasher is like it's uh, really self-aware. Um, it's it's campy. It's clever. Mm-hmm. It's got good kills. This is a yep. solid slasher. It has Justin Long in a spray tan. <laughs> what about that hair and teeth? Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, they were one hundred percent getting their money's worth with Justin Long in that movie. Oh, he, I, I kind of love it. He trundled up a whole other a whole other set piece just so he could have another snack after he was done chewing on the set they provided. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and also, this movie is gay as fuck, so just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots I of queer, love... queer content everywhere. I and the love aunts, the queer content everywhere. The aunts I love so much. Right. I love the aunties. So, I love yeah. the new trend in movies in the same way that like when you would have an adventure film, you'd have your like it's and it is getting better, but still you can still spot it as like when we're ticking a box like, oh, it's an adventure film uh, with a male lead character, but one of the friends will be a female. 
right? Right. Oh, it's a film. One of the with a white leading character. One of the friends will be black, right? And mm-hmm. now it just seems like we tick. We try to tick all those boxes, and one of the friends will be gay. And I'm loving that we have added that as a tick box that you need to tick. Thank you. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. In multiple ways. Uh-huh. Like, this was a smorgasbord of gay. It was kind of great. It really was. It really, it really was. was. Served it up. Served it up right there in many different ways. So, you know, you've got a whole spectrum going. But yeah, it's it's a decent little thing on Shudder, like Wendy said last week. But really, what I wanted to talk about was um, I happened to watch um, a movie from the 1980s called Babette's feast oh yeah have you seen this i have not but of course i've heard about it yeah it came out in the mid mid no later 80s like 1987 ish and it's i wouldn't say artsy but it's one of those scandahoovian films that kind of takes its time it has a very deliberate pace to it it's not necessarily slow but it is a movie set in this tiny little community in Denmark in the late, mid-1800s. And um, by small, I mean there's like eight buildings in the town, and they're remote from everybody else, and they're on the ocean. And, you know, it's kind of a harsh environment. And, you know, they're just like getting fish from the sea and living off of you know, bland ingredients and what they can get, you know, onions and fish. That's kind of what they got and some bread. And they're very, of course, devout, religious, Lutheran. And, you know, a lot of the, the uh, community is aging or old and uh, not much happens in this town. And so the, the storyline is very simple. Um, the the main characters are these two sisters who are spinsters. They, they grow old together, living together. And um, one day they wind up taking in a housekeeper who is this uh, woman who had to flee France. Mm. I think it was one of the revolutions that happened or, or something. So she had to flee France for whatever reason. You know... There's been a lot of fleeing France throughout history. We really need to think about that. I know. They, well, I mean, <laughs> as I saw in France when I was there earlier this year, they they just like having revolutions and shaking shit up. So anyway, this woman uh, has no place to go. And so she winds up at the being a housekeeper of these these two women and she's from Paris this housekeeper's from Paris and so she's adjusting to the ways of this very simple life and she's making food and she's trying to, you can tell she actually knows how to cook not just oh. this bread and onion and fish thing and she's she's like slowly integrating more interesting food and then she hears that she has won the lottery. Like she had left a lottery ticket with her aunt and her aunt informs her she's won 10,000 francs and oh. she can, you know, she can claim and, and leave and be off on her own in the world. And she goes, okay, before I leave, my one thing I, I ask is that I make everybody a feast. Oh, 
And this is the entire arc of the movie. So it, it's a very simple plot. And I'm not really spoiling it because what you're yeah, watching you, this movie nothing... for is it's food porn. It it like third act is all food porn. It is just this woman just busting out and going, I am giving you the best fucking meal you've ever had in your lives. And the conflict is these, these very, these very plain, uh, Lutheran Protestant, uh, uh, Danish people are going, Oh no, she's going to, she's speaking, uh, she's going to woo us like the devil with all this rich food and we won't be happy <laughs> with our plain lives anymore. So, so they've all agreed that they're not going to praise this very rich food. Uh, they're just, you know, it, it, it so that's the, the conflict there. So there's Aww. a sumptuous feast that happens. And by what I'm saying about, it's kind of about the holiday. It's like, this this whole tale about bringing people together with food and oh. an entire feast laid out for like 12 people and this woman like literally goes out all out in like she's ordering ingredients from France and it's brought in by boat and there's like a giant 30 pound block of ice and it's amazing so it's it's this it's this lovely simple and yet very lush movie i think i must go watch this this sounds yeah delightful. It's, it's lovely it is on the criterion channel at the moment and i believe you can also like a lot of the criterion movies i believe you can buy them on other services and rent them to watch so you say yeah. criterion channel okay sidebar for a little bit of a rant because Netflix decided to start charging people who are on the same, like kicking people off of accounts and ch making making you pay to put them back on at fucking Christmas. <laughs> what kind they of know grinchy they got you. bullshit is that? So, because mom was on ours and then they kicked her off and it's like, oh, that'll be $8 extra to, to add her to yours. It's not a whole new account see it's only half the cost fuck you netflix like yeah that that like that's done it like okay i'm gonna be canceling you i'm gonna be canceling you and then i'll work to see if if mom like weirdly if mom still wants it i will pay for mom's right mm -hmm. i will still pay a full price but it won't have my name on it and i'm definitely but i'm not going to give them more money for an extra account like because you can right. suck my dick netflix <laughs> so anyway we're going to be reevaluating all of our streaming services and um i'm just saying the hallmark channel is only like four dollars a month i <laughs> yeah we're down to i i think we already went into this in one of our recordings, but yeah, right now I'm down to Criterion, Shutter, Prime because we already have it for the shipping, and uh, like Fest has Crackle, uh, right? For anime, and uh, yeah, so it's pretty much just the specialty channels that I have right now, and for anything else, I just rent a la carte because. Uh, it still ends that up being still cheaper. That still winds up being cheaper. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and yep. I'm going back to physical media. Fuck you very much, streaming services. So yeah, right. we're going to be getting rid of Disney because we don't yeah. really watch it, and they like it. It changed from must see TV to I can't keep up. Oh my god, I actually have panic now. I don't even want to open it. Like I, right. I like oh, I'm so behind on all of that stuff, and I don't think I care. So I'll just no. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. close the door on that and never open it again. Or I don't know what my anxiety is doing there. Netflix can suck it. Uh, probably mm-hmm. keep Shutter. Might look into Criterion. Obviously still have Prime. Yeah. Apple TV. Criterion's good. Apple TV. And of course we also, we get, um, we have Canopy through our, our library. Yeah. Which gives I a, don't. Gives, that's weird. Yeah. It depends on the library system. The Minneapolis Public Library doesn't... What? Nope. Nope. Hennepin County does not have canopy. I... <sighs> That's weird. Um, I know. So, uh, you know, you could get an Austin Public Library card when you're down here. Mmm. That's not a bad idea. I wonder. They might make you be mm. a resident. You could put our mm. address down. It'd be fine. <laughs> um, I'll be your, quote, temporary roommate. But realistically, you're probably getting because a lot of the good content on there is like the classics, the and the Criterion right. stuff, and you've already got the Criterion. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. and of course, we have Apple TV because we are an Apple household, and we use Apple Music and Apple News and and yeah. Apple phones and Apple everything. And I same here. I do love Apple TV. I do. I do. I do have Apple because yeah. I have the bundle. Right. Right. Oh. Melissa, what mm-hmm. has brought you joy recently? Oh, goodness. Uh, I, I forgot to pick something. Oh, oh, I know, I know. I am currently in the middle of reading a book, which is a true recounting of an expedition to find the White City of Honduras. <gasps> And the book is called The Lost City or Search for the Lost City of the Monkey God or something like that. Hold on. I'm going to look it up <laughs> just so I'm, I've got the author for everything. I'm sorry. That title is something. It is. Okay. Okay. So The Lost City of the Monkey God, colon, a true story, <laughs> which is by Douglas Preston, who is a journalist. And, um, yeah, I I haven't read all the way through it yet. I'm still, I'm probably about 30% into it. And so pretty much it's about uh, all the people who came together to basically get, get airdropped into the densest jungle on earth that is also the one of the most dangerous places on earth. So there is an area in Honduras, which is on that very thin slice of land that goes into South America. Mm-hmm. And um, it is basically unpassable. The reason you cannot drive from the very tip top of North America to the very bottom of South America in one unbroken line is because that piece of jungle has never really been crossed it has never been developed and it is like ruled by drug lords and poisonous animals so uh they decided let's look for the lost city because there's these legends of this lost white city that various people have like glimpsed from afar or uh you know 
like while searching for gold in the rivers through that area, they found some sort of big, uh, 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 ruin of a, of a city that didn't seem to be Mayan. So it's like, is it, is it real? Is it a lost civilization? It doesn't seem to be from the Maya. What is going Ah. on here? So yeah, once, uh, the LIDAR, technology started being used to uh, help archaeologists map sites that could not be studied from above ground or uh, were were buried under sand or something like that. They said, this is what we need. So all these people, there's like two documentary filmmakers and a journalist and just some random people who said, okay, we're going to get funding. We're going to go in there and we're going to find this fucking thing. So yeah, that's what the book is about. And it's uh, it's very exciting. <laughs> okay. You said Douglas Preston. Douglas I Preston. Ju- uh, yeah, I just confirmed he writes thrillers with Lincoln Child, including oh, yeah. Relic. Relic, which was made into a movie. Oh! Huh. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, and I actually cool. quite like their thrillers. I own several of them. They can they can be a bit formulaic, and there's a certain pattern of how of of things that happen. But they are mm-hmm. they are great popcorn books. Absolutely oh, recommend. Yeah. Absolutely recommend. Um, and yeah, they're all this, this is definitely it. Definitely reads like we're getting together a heist. Yeah, <laughs> it it it's not a dry account of this whole story it's it's very intriguing yeah so i can believe that that is like even though it is a, a non-fiction book and like i just checked the wikipedia and it talks about he was on that expedition yes and yep. here is blah 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 and i'm like okay that's so cool i did not know i i don't think i knew he was a journalist but several of his characters have been journalists in his books and that makes mm-hmm. sense how he writes them now huh yeah huh that's so cool that's so cool yeah. I, I I may need to borrow that book from you in the same way that I borrowed Devil in the White City. <laughs> Did I ever get that well, back? Well, I've got it on Kindle, so it's kind of hard to oh, lend it out. Oh, I could get it but on Kindle. if I remember right, it was very cheap when I bought it. Um, so. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun to read. Uh, so yeah. uh, what has brought me joy this week? Yeah. Chocolate cream pie. Oh. So there we were. That would bring me joy. We were so much joy right now. Hanging out on Saturday, Lori and Jess Cargill and me. And Chris was there. Theodore was in her room. Right. And we are hanging out. We are watching. We watched a couple of Christmas movies. We were watching Taskmaster. We were all just chilling out, you know, having cocktails. And I started to think like, man, I wish I had cake or cookies (laughs) or something. And then Chris said, why don't we have pie? And I'm like, oh, pie. And that gorgeous person, that absolutely good egg, he went out and he bought a Marie Callender chocolate cream pie. (laughs) And he brought it back for all of us. And it was, it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted in the moment. There is nothing so good as the perfect dessert when you want dessert. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, that sounds amazing! Mm. So that uh, that recently brought me joy. 
That's fantastic. I'm going to dream about that in my sleep right now. <laughs> because among other things, this week I got diagnosed with pre-diabetes. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't have, I can't be the, the, the Roman empress that I once was with food. So, oh, eh. Oh, Melissa. It's all right. It's all right. It's It's not like I didn't see it coming. I mean, yeah, uh, we we are not (laughs) we are not known for our frugal, abstemious ways. Is that a word? (laughs) We're not. We're not. mm, mm, mm. I feel like it's a word, but I I might be making it up. I know, I know the the words you were searching for, and they're not coming to me either. I'm just thinking about that pie. I'm s- I didn't mean to wave it in front of you. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Oh uh... no! <laughs> it's like it's like that that Jewish blessing when somebody passes. May their memory be a blessing. Oh yeah. <laughs> may, may the memory of the pie be a blessing. Wow. At least at least I have had the pie before. See. It, I have had it, and therefore I've at least experienced it. And the memory shall be a blessing. <laughs> the memory shall be a blessing. Oh, oh, right at Christmas. That's a succulent Jesus. I know! It's the worst! Oh, yeah. Jesus! Anyways, my... <laughs> I may be pre-diabetic, but my... <laughs> but my, my, uh, my blood pressure is absolutely perfect, so, you know. Good job. Eh, Good job. Yeah, I I got something right. <laughs> um. Well. Uh. Now I don't. I don't want to end on that. Uh, no. 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 Let's think of something else. Um. Um. What else? Um. I. <clears throat> oh, I don't know if that brought me joy either. I finished reading. Uh. 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 Madame Bovary. Okay. That. That's not a joy. joy. No, it didn't. Yeah, that's a downer. Um. Let me think. What else? What else? <laughs> Have you? Oh, I'm. I've got a oh go ahead. I've got a diehard <laughs> advent calendar where Hans. Oh my god, really? Yeah, where Hans that exists. Yeah, Hans <gasps> is slowly falling to his death from the Nakatomi oh, Tower. Oh, that's amazing! It was like fifteen dollars, and I am sure you can find it. Um, <gasps> it is my new yeah. It like yes, uh, we got and I do love my wine advent calendar that I got at yeah. Aldi, right? Mm-hmm. That's been great. The wine's actually been very solid almost every day. Um, BBP'd on our chocolates, our chocolate advent calendar. <laughs> um, and we've got our puzzle advent calendar, but the Hans slowly getting closer to the ground as Christmas approaches, that's that just every day. Yeah, absolutely zing of joy. Just that That's z- beautiful. That frisson of yay. <laughs> oh, I've got another thing that that brought me joy. What? I finally decorated my Christmas skeleton. <laughs> yay. <laughs> so dear listeners, in my living room, I uh well last year I realized, you know what I could actually have uh, I, for a minimal amount of money an anatomical skeleton like you see in science labs in uh, in high school so i bought one on amazon of course you did and so it, it sits in my living room and i said to myself and i can get it and i can dress it up for holidays and so like different holidays and different seasons i dress it up now and so it, it got the full christmas treatment you know i i i hung um like 
red beaded garland for its intestines and there is a big uh uh, a big fancy ornament that's red so i had it hanging in the rib cage like a heart and it's got um led string lights just shoved up inside the rib cage because that (laughs) seemed to be the best way to deal with those and you know various um um ornaments hanging off the rib cage and stuff and so, like, the silver, they're these beautiful silver bells that I got from my grandmother's Christmas tree before she, uh, after she passed away. And so the the skeleton has one in each hand. And uh, it has a Santa hat and two Christmas stockings shoved on its feet. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I swear to God, I found this was a Department 56 ornament release that I got, like, 20 years ago. They're eyeballs. They are the blown glass Christmas ornament. They're all eyeballs. There's no. like 30 of them. And oh. so they're hanging all over the place. Oh my goodness. They're fucking you great. Have to send really me a picture. Great. You have oh, to send me a picture. I will. I will. Okay. All right, listeners. Um, hopefully <laughs> that all brought you some joy, right? Yay. As we wrap things up, um, Christmas is only a week away. Uh, mm-hmm. at this point um so and i will try to actually edit this and have this out by christmas so oh that'd be magical maybe I'll release it maybe i'll release it on christmas <gasps> yes okay oh <laughs> <laughs> please you, proceed you Wendy. for a bit and and what i and i was just about to say i can't hear you and then you went okay and i'm like <laughs> okay Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, listeners, thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Uh, we hope that your holiday season is sparkly and bright um, in whatever way and however however you get to enjoy this time to lie fallow, to rest, <laughs> to snooze, to be cozy, to achieve higa, like whatever. Like, we just wish you joy and glimmers and um and we will talk to you uh the next time we talk to you because i'm not going to make any promises i've learned better i've learned better (laughs) about myself um and and about my my schedule and timing so yeah and propensity for emergencies (laughs) yeah no shade on melissa i'm just like my own capabilities very Mm. sus very Mm. sus uh Mm. so uh i have been wendy and that has been Melissa and we will talk to you later bye bye thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton new episodes arrive almost every week you can find us on iTunes and on other podcatchers you can also visit us and listen at our website xanaducinema.com <sighs> Then again, we know what happened to my ass. So... <laughs>